Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Ronay. I'm your host, Fern Ronay, and this is a place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. Shirley Schefter is a mom, wife, grandmother, friend of the Ronay family, and super believer. Shirley, thank you again for doing this. I appreciate it so much. It is so my pleasure. Oh, thank you. So when we chatted a couple of days ago, we were talking about how you get so many signs. And sometimes friends are like, why don't I get these signs? And you said you just have to really be open to it. So have you always been open to it? Or did it start with the really good medium you saw in Westchester? Or were you open before then? I was always open to it. Mm. And I wanted to pursue it. But not every, not every person that claims to be a medium or a psychic really mm-hmm. is. Some people right. are just a gold digger. You really right, have to exactly. know who you're dealing with. You mm-hmm. can't just hang a shingle and say, I'm a psychic. You can't take gullible people and coax them into telling you what they want to hear. You really exactly. have to. When I go to a psychic, I take off all my jewelry. I don't give them my last name. I don't call from my phone at home. I really, I yeah, want to know that I'm getting the real deal. And the one you saw in Westchester didn't even charge you. Like, she was terrific. And then she, you said how much, and she was like, no, this is my gift. She gives yeah, it away. She, she, she was the real deal. Yeah. She was the only one that never, yeah. She was just gifted, and she wanted to share her gift. She was a proofreader, a publicist, and Mm. this was just a gift that she shared. And she truly had the gift, and she had it from the time she was a young child. She would spook people. She would tell them things (laughs) that she would be online in McDonald's and tap the man in front of her as a child and say things that he would look at her. Her father would say, go sit at the table and stop talking to strangers. (laughs) She would really... She was really wow. connected. And she had such a good, she had gave you such a great reading. I love this story about Lila. Well, she said to me, who is Lila? And I said, that is my aunt. And that is not a normal name like a Carol, Susan, or Michael. No. And she said to me, well, he wants her to know it was an accident. And it turns out that my cousin, Lila's son, had overdosed Mm. the day before he was supposed to go to rehab. It was a very, very traumatic experience. His Mm. mother was babysitting him for the weekend, and he was in the car. He jumped out, ran into a subway, and they could not find him. Later that night, they went to his apartment, and they found him with a needle in his arm on the floor. And it was tragic. And the first thing she said is, he wants his mother to know this was an accident. He did not do Mm -hmm. this on purpose. And you were able to tell her that. And she's still alive, right? Yes, she is. Yeah. She is. Wow. Did she receive the message well? You know what? She was very grateful. Yeah. She was very grateful. I don't know if she was a believer, but after hearing a story like that, you have to believe in something. Yeah. And you know, it's very strange. After I spoke to you and I said, I believe that my dad sends pennies from heaven. Mm -hmm. And you said you get pennies from Mm -hmm. my grandfather. From your grandpa. And we were talking about pennies from heaven. Mm -hmm. That very night, I was looking on Facebook, and I saw a poem that said, when an angel misses you, they toss a penny down. Sometimes (laughs) they cheer you up to make a smile out of your frown. 
So don't pass by that penny when you're feeling blue. It may be a penny from heaven that an angel tossed to you. I love it. But it's odd that I found it that night. Yes, that is so, so funny. So we had just talked about yeah. that. And on and Father's Day, I was walking to my car from the supermarket. And right in the aisle, walking to my car, behind my car, right in the path of all cars, was a penny. A brand new shiny one face up. On Father's so Day. So that was odd. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your dad and my grandfather were like, make sure she sees this just to confirm. Well, you know, speaking about my dad, and I was very connected to my dad. We were super, super close. And uh, when I got married, I got married, I was very young. I was 18 years old. And mm. six weeks later, my dad was in an accident that he was not supposed to survive. Oh, my God, and, a car accident? Yeah. Oh. We lived in New York, and he was in Florida on business. And it was a terrible accident. And I was told a week later, actually, about the accident because I was in college with my husband. They said, your dad was in an accident. If you want to see him alive, you have to get to Florida. Oh, my and God. So they wired me $300. And I left Penn State in a blizzard to make my way to Clearwater, Florida. And when I got down to Florida, it was really a mess. And they oh. said, if he survived, which they doubted, we'd be lucky in six months if he could tie his shoelaces, he would be a vegetable. My oh husband my came to visit me. And I said to him, I think that we should try to get pregnant to give him a name because yeah. this will keep my mom busy. Mm -hmm. And I want him to have a name. And so mm -hmm. I got pregnant. I, I was married December 12, 1965. And our son, Adam, was born December 21st, 1966. Adam was born to give my dad a name. Yeah. Oh. Well, Adam gave my dad a name 34 years later <laughs> through his daughter, Dylan. And your dad when Adam got married, many more years, right? Uh -huh. Oh, yes, many more. And he was yeah. fine. Oh. Uh, I mean, he had physical disabilities, but not mental. He really had a will to survive. And he yeah. and Adam were the best of friends. They were so close. Oh. And a lot and of your listeners, if they're sports minded, will know who Adam is. But yes, that's but not he's, here or there. <laughs> no, he's famous. He's Adam Stafford. Everyone who loves football, of course, knows who he is. Adam and my father were. So close. I can't begin mm. to tell you. The day Adam was getting married, we were moving two days later. So I was emptying a big money jar because, you know, a big water bottle filled with money. Yeah. And there was a folded bill in it. And the bill finally came out. It was hard to get it out, but we finally got it out. And I opened it up and it was a $2 bill. And in red, it said, Adam, it was from my dad. <sighs> So oh. on that day, I gave Adam this $2 bill in red, and he still has it. In fact, I called him this morning to see what it had said. I thought it said, good luck, Adam. He oh. thinks it just said Adam, but he still has it. And that was the day oh, he got married. It. I found it and oh. gave it to him. And yes, finally, my dad got a name when Adam had a daughter. Yes. He named her Dylan. And so Adam did give my father a name, but 34 years later. I believe this all ties in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that, I mean, I had chills because I, I didn't know the accident story. And it seems like you were meant to go to Florida and you were meant to decide to have a child at that moment. And it, your father probably, I don't know if he was in a coma, but it's like he knew, like, I have to live for my grandchild. I have to be here and enjoy the, this time. It's almost like he, Adam, kind of saved his life in a way. It, it was very, I'm telling you because... Yeah. When we came home from college, we lived in the house uh, 
for six months with Adam, and that's how they bonded. I follow a lot of, you know, hashtags for signs and signs from the other side, signs from heaven, and I see a lot of cardinals. So cardinals are a huge sign. You have a great cardinal story. My (laughs) father was a firm believer in red, was lucky. We always wore red and drove. I still, to this day, drive a red convertible, Mm -hmm. and I still have a red ribbon in the car. And I still see my father as a red cardinal. And Mm. when he was very ill, terminally ill, Adam was a reporter in Colorado covering the Denver Broncos. And I brought him home because I felt that my dad was at the very end and I wanted Adam to be there for the funeral. Adam came home. We picked him up at the airport at 10 o'clock at night. And at 5 o'clock in the morning, we got the call that my dad had passed. So Adam got in the car with me to drive me to my mom's house. And as we were pulling out of my garage, he said to me, how did you know to bring me home today so that I would be here? And Mm -hmm. I said to him, I saw a lot of cardinals and I really felt they were coming to take Poppy away. Mm -hmm. And as we pulled out and cardinals travel alone, Mm -hmm. there was one cardinal on each side of our car. And as we pulled out, there was a set of three. Two on each mm. side, a total of six, as if there were six pole bears. As we pulled mm. out, it was two, four, six. And Adam went, oh, mm-hmm. my God, did you see that? And to this day, he talks about how the six cardinals accompanied us out of the garage on the way to my parents' mm-hmm. home, where six we did bears. get to see my dad for the last time. Very nice. As they were wheeling him out, we saw him. In fact, we kissed him goodbye, and he said to my mother, Man, you better cover him up. He's cold. <laughs> it's so <laughs> interesting that they come. They, I really have never, I don't think I've ever seen two together. They really do come by themselves. So it's so No, they that come it. by themselves. It's yeah. a male, beautiful male. And there were six of them, three on each side of the oh. car. To this day, we've never. And whenever we're at my mom's house, there'll be one that'll come to the window and look in. I'll say, you see, dad's looking in. He's checking yeah. up on us. We see them oh. constantly. And then a couple of years later, a black crow made an appearance. Well, yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, you want to go into that? Okay, fine. (laughs) Uh, A couple of years later, Adam went to take the newspaper off his front lawn, and there was a cluster of old black crows around his paper. And he said, oh, my God, I bet my grandmother passed. And sure enough, his paternal grandma had passed away that day. And in the Denver Post, he wrote an article stating how when his papa died, there were red cardinals. And when his grandma passed, there were old black crows. And so whenever I see an old black crow, I say to my husband, look, your mom came to visit you. (laughs) (laughs) And then you have a friend, Billy, who passed on 9-11. I had my closest male friend was Billy. His nickname was Bunny. Mm. And he Did you know was, each other from high school? No. He was married to my friend. Mm. I knew him my my whole married adult life in Belmore. Mm. I lived in Belmore for thirty eight years and they were our closest friends. Mm. And when Billy passed it was it, it was a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. I I slept in the bed with his wife the whole first week I went to every Cantor Fitzgerald Memorial Service. We went to the 9-11 building before it opened with the family members. We went every year before the services. Mm-hmm. And one day I was driving on the parkway with my top down, mm-hmm. and I got a terrible s- smell 
in my face. It was like somebody, some odor passed. And I looked around and there was no other car on the road. By the time I identified the smell, it was gone and it was cigar smoke. And I couldn't <laughs> understand because there was nothing around me that could have caused it. So mm-hmm. I turned on the radio and it turned out it was my favorite dance song with Billy. And Billy waddled. And I always made fun of him. And I have a heart crystal hanging from my mirror because many signs come through crystals. Mm -hmm. And crystal just moves with the motion of the car, if at all. The car was going straight because I was on a parkway. And Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I turned on the radio. This dance song was on. And this crystal was going completely 360 side to side, the way Billy used to rotate. And I was, <laughs> was really freaked out. <laughs> and I'm going, I think I'm getting a Billy experience. This is so weird. So I mm-hmm. went into motor vehicle and I said to the woman, where do I return these plates? And she said, you have to wait for your number to be called. And she handed me 911. <gasps> and so I knew that mm-hmm. Billy was playing with me. Yes. Now, oh, that was two so years him. later, I, it was the last... September 11th that I was going to be in New York prior to moving to Florida. I was meeting his wife to go into the city to Cantor Fitzgerald. It was about an hour before I was due to meet her and I was cleaning out all the pocketbooks to get ready to move and I was on the last one. It was very old and I didn't want to deal with it and I was just going to throw it out without even going into it. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, what if there's something I need? Maybe I should take a peek. I opened it up and the first thing that came out was a bunny ring pop, like from Easter. Now, here it is, September, and it must have been, I moved three years ago, so uh, mm-hmm. 16, so it was like 10 or 15 years later, ridiculous mm-hmm. amount of time. And I'm going, what is a bunny ring pop doing? And then out came a laminated mask card from Billy's service with his picture and footprints. And I'm on my way to Cantor Fitzgerald Memorial oh. Service. So I said, well, I guess Billy knows we're going to see him today. And mm-hmm. I just know that I get signs from Billy constantly. And Absolutely. his wife is mad that she doesn't get the signs like <laughs> I do. And I tell her, you just have to be open to it and stop. Just open yourself to it. They'll yes, come and through. Ha- yes. And, to, and when the coincidences happen, like what are the chances you'd be cleaning out that pocketbook on that day? And find and that, find that, that stuff. Day. And where did it even come yeah. from? Where did I get a bunny ring pop from? I don't even and know. The, and the mask card at that point was 15 years old. And it was yes. in that, it came out of that pocketbook. So, so many yes. people often say, like, you know, what a coincidence. But the coincidence is your confirmation that this is a hello. They don't have a body to say hello with, to speak with, to communicate. So they use energy to make these things happen. And this is the, this is the confirmation. Well, that's what the Westchester psychic explained. There is an energy that still remains. It doesn't die. It just, it lives. It goes into a different body. It goes into Mm -hmm. a different being. It goes into a different energy. It doesn't just die with the person. It's an energy that remains. I was talking to somebody that their cat, they were so close to their cat, they were in the hospital and they were laying in bed and all of a sudden they felt that pressure on their chest and their cat used to like lay on them. And here they're in a hospital bed waiting for a very serious surgery and they felt their cat was like laying on them. 
That's so funny because Barb's my mother-in-law. That happened to her last week. She said, I felt my cat crawl on me like he used to crawl on me. She said, do you think it's possible? I was like, yes, absolutely. And that cat had oh. been gone for five years. So there is that energy. Possible. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I love that your husband and son say you have witchy powers because that's what Barb's and my husband and the family say about me. They're like your little witchy powers. You're like a witch. And my husband's not a believer. <laughs> However, right. there's so many circumstances that now he's doubtful. He's still not a believer, Aww. but he's doubtful. <laughs> when I scratch my palm <laughs> and we do come into money, now when I scratch my palm, he goes, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And we were talking yes. the other day about 1111, how it's the angel number. And I love how, you know, like you said, like you're an angel on earth without, you know, realizing it if this number pops up. And I love the text story to your friends. Yes, um, 1111, I never realized, but mm-hmm. I see 1111 constantly. And I also see my birthday often. My birthday mm-hmm. is May 13th. And I can't tell you how many times I'll look at a clock and I'll go, oh, it's my birthday, 513, uh-huh. 513, 513. But more than that, I see 1111 and I'll say mm-hmm. to him, oh, look, it's 1111, it's 1111 or 111. It's 1111, it's 111. Mm-hmm. And somebody told me 1111 means you're an angel on earth. And I never knew that, that you're here to yeah. guide other people and to help other people. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that I'm one of the older ones in my group of friends. <laughs> I moved to Florida and I am truly the oldest one in our whole circle, maybe of 18 couples. I think I'm the oldest woman. And so I, they call me the camp director Aww. and everybody comes to me for advice. And for help. And because I'm so old and have experience, I seem to be the uh, the ruler here. And <laughs> they, I found out that 1111 means you're an angel on earth here to guide other people. Mm-hmm. And I never knew that. And mm-hmm. one of the girls, unfortunately, up, yeah. lost her husband last year. He died instantly with the widow maker, which is a heart. I guess it's an aorta valve that bursts. And it's mm-hmm. called the Widowmaker because nobody survives it. Mm-hmm. And he was 56 years old. And so it's over a year. And she went out on a date and we were all very mm-hmm. nervous. And mm-hmm. she checked in with me when she left. And she was supposed to check in with me when she got home. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, she forgot. And I'm waiting up, waiting up, waiting up. Finally, I was getting nervous. And I texted her, are you okay? And the next day she said, I'm so sorry, I forgot to check in, but do you know what time you texted me? I said, I have no idea. I was in bed and I was getting really set up. She goes, your text came in at 11.11. I go, well, that's apropos. So it was very odd. She said, I knew I was in trouble. I said, yep, I was going to clip your wings. You're such mm-hmm. a good friend, Charlie. Like that story. Of the I have to keep track of my married band. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Usually at this part of the podcast, people promote whatever they're working on or a charity. Is there anything you want to tell people about? Unfortunately, a friend of ours just lost their little grandson. He was 39 days old. And they were so helped by an organization who helps these premature babies and their parents and their grandparents. That's so yeah, nice. Yeah, com. Yes. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. Thank you again right. so much. I appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, sweetie. This is your host, Fern Rone, with a footnote. Shirley's friend's grandson was named Jacob. 
To help other families like his, please visit projectsweetpeas.com slash Jacob. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. To hear more stories of signs from the other side, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And sweet dreams.